Nowadays, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast not PS. Sold in semantic. Special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom! Sold in semantic. Yeah, man, Big ups to the man, yeah. Sold in semantic. On another episode of Soothing Semantics, I am your host, Rafi Pinsky, and today we have Liana. How's yes. it going, Liana? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. How was your trip from from North Carolina? It was actually really good. I slept the whole way here. Nice. So did I. I. Did. <laughs> so did I. I came here, just got back from New York, so mm-hmm. that was good. I'm happy to be back here, though, that's right. for sure. So, ladies and gentlemen, Liana commented, this is how we connected, <laughs> We were. T- I was looking at a, a podcast called The Roommates Podcast, mm-hmm. and I honestly f- don't re- even remember what the episode was about. I don't even remember watching but, a Roommates Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. I'm pretty sure. And you made a comment. I was just like looking through the comments, and you wrote a comment about taking responsibility for your life. And okay, so that was that was a PragerU video. I want to say, Could and be. it was with Candace Owens. Yes, that's, that's what, what it was. was. That's what it yes, was. And yes, I was, was asking why we haven't taken responsibility for our part that we've played and why we are where we are. That's what, that's what it right. was. Right. And I, I really enjoyed I loved what you wrote. And I just had to connect and hopefully do an episode with you. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, there we are. <laughs> it's important to be proactive. That's mm-hmm. why I do it. Yeah. So we were talking before. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to, and this can obviously be a pretty controversial topic. Mm-hmm which I'm excited for. Okay. <laughs> Happens to be, it seems like we agree on most of yeah. these things anyhow. What do you feel, you know, now with COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, the black community has definitely gone through a lot the past few months. Okay. Mm-hmm. Longer than that, obviously, but mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about what's happened yeah. the past few months. What are certain things that you feel the black community can do? And it's a pretty broad question, mm-hmm. but we were talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned that, you know, with white privilege and, and, and people who aren't black are trying to kind of say, oh, well, we'll help you and we'll give you this and we'll give you that. And, oh, we're so sorry about our white privilege. Mm-hmm. What do you think that's doing to hurt the community? And, you know, what are, how do you go about it, you know, in your life? So I, I kind of hear that as like a three-part question. So the first part, when you speak about what can black people do to to start doing better. Mm-hmm. I don't know why when you asked the question, the first thing I thought was take care of our bodies, start eating right, start exercising, start getting in shape. I watch Kevin Samuels a lot. Oh, and, he's good. Oh, God, I love Kevin Samuels. If you can somehow, cause I know he has women on his show all the time. If you can get on the show and you can throw my name, I'm out trying there, to figure out how to get, get on, on there. Podcast? I cannot figure out what his I freaking, think, I think you can send him an email or something. Do you you like him? You roll for him. I love Kevin Samuels. Awesome. I watch him like every night, ten o'clock. Because there's there's definitely YouTube. a lot of women who who don't agree. I'm sure. Uh, okay, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna be quiet. But to <laughs> do you answer know any that do? Do you know any that are like, oh, he's full of shit? Most most women that I know, they haven't listened to him. But when they do, the type of people that I interact with, they're very open. Mm-hmm. So when they they hear things that may make them feel some type of way, they'll digest it and they'll take it for what it is and they'll take the pieces that they need and move on, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So nothing that they're like offended by that I've introduced to them, but 
I'm sure there there are a lot of people that are. Yeah, I mean, he's stone cold honest. Which and, he's, I mean, he, he doesn't say anything like out of the way to me. It's like you asked him a question. He gave you an answer. What's the problem? <laughs> I, I, I haven't. I've seen a few of his <laughs> like, things. What's the problem? I haven't seen anybody stump the guy either. No. Stump him on what? He didn't say yeah. nothing crazy. He says really, really basic stuff. It's like you can't stump somebody with basic stuff. And if you're going to use outliers as your argument, I'm sorry, ma'am, that's a you problem. Yeah. That's something you have to figure out with you. Go to therapy. <laughs> so Okay. So back to kind of what we were talking about mm-hmm. with accountability. So you said you follow Kevin Samuels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, what, what are, to the three-part question, mm-hmm. how are you going about it versus other people maybe? You know, how are you, how are you going about your life possibly better than other people? I won't necessarily say it's better than other people, but I will say that the mindset mm-hmm. may be better because I don't come from a place where I feel like I can't achieve because of. There is nothing that I can't do because of something else. Damn straight. Irregardless of of what it is. There's nothing that I can't do because of my height. There's nothing I can't do because of my hair color. There's nothing I can't do because of my shoe size. You always get the top of the cabinet, though? You're fine with that? I'm going to climb on the cabinet. That's what I do. (laughs) I throw the right foot up first, and then you grab onto the refrigerator, and you you pull yourself up. That's just what you do. So, I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing that I can't do because of. So it doesn't matter what words you put before or after to complete the sentence. It's just... It's irrelevant to me. So when I stop looking at those things and I start, the best thing that I say is I had to stop fearing the unknown and start fearing failure. Once I did that and I was more afraid of not being where I wanted to be, everything changed. Because then the mindset was, how do I get where I want to go? How do I do the thing that I want to do? Like, how do I get there? Instead of, dang, I can't do this because of, or I can't do that because of, because where is that going to get you? You're going to be at home, depressed, bored, drunk, mm-hmm. high. You have to be honest about what you want, honest about who you are, honest about where you are, and accept those things. And growing up with, you know, my mom was a single mother. She has five children. She moved me here, well, she moved us here in April of 2009. When you say here, we, we, and I'm totally not at home. <laughs> in North Carolina. She moved us to North Carolina from Virginia in 2009 okay. in April. So that's literally the end of seventh grade year. You have like literally a month and a half left at this point. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrid. I hated it. But at that time, it was just like, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. For her, that was the thing that gave her, you know, a sense of clarity. This was, I can move away from all my distractions and I can focus just on my goal. And sometimes you just have to be able to focus on you and not focus on everyone else's effects on you. So I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So, so I mean, to some of it, it's, it's accountability, right? Absolutely. It's that's huge. Always, accountability will always be the answer because regardless of what what obstacle comes in your way, the no one's going to care about what battle you went through. They're going to want to care about, like, the only thing people are going to talk about is how you got over it. They're not going to say, oh, she went through such and such and such and such and such and such. And if they do, that person probably doesn't really care about you. They just like talking about your story. What did you, so how true, did you get out way. of it? I agree with that so How much. did you get out of it? What did you do to fix the problem? If you're not coming at me with solutions, then you probably shouldn't talk to me. You probably shouldn't because for the people in the back, you, you got to have some solutions. We have to be solution based, Mm -hmm. solution oriented. And in order to become solution based and solution, solution oriented, you have to be educated. Mm -hmm. But like Elon Musk said the other day, just because you have an education doesn't mean you're not stupid. 
I know a lot of people with bachelor's degrees that are idiots. And I was like, go ahead, Elon, I'm screenshotting that. I'm keeping that. That's great. <laughs> I'm keeping that. Because it's true. It's true. true. Just because you got a four-year degree doesn't mean you're the brightest thing in the bunch. No, definitely not. So, sweetheart, there's a difference between book smarts and street smarts. And I'm sorry, but people that have street smarts, they seem to get a little bit further because they can deal with obstacles as they come to them. You know what I think it is? Mm-hmm. And I, by the way, I'm not disagreeing. Mm-hmm. I think it's very good. I think it's very good to have both Mm -hmm, street smarts, in my opinion, do take you further. And it's Mm -hmm. largely, in my opinion, because you're willing to think outside the box. People who are Mm -hmm. completely book smart, Mm -hmm. a lot of the time, just kind of go along the path that everyone else seems to take, Mm -hmm. you know, go to school, get your career, do this, do that. And there's a lot, there's a very little, there's very little room for that kind of Mm -hmm you know, zigzag or taking that other avenue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they don't they don't necessarily bend the rules at all. They don't take mm-hmm. chances. They don't have to. Right. Everything they're doing is very it's cut dry. The only the only place where being an intellectual will make you successful is in a first world country. There's nowhere else that you can go live. Go to Jamaica and say, Oh, I'm in IT. None of us have computers, so right. I mean, not necessarily any that we need you to fix. Like <laughs> we'll just go to the store. We got it from, we're good. It's right, like, right, right. you're not, you're not about to come here and like open no IT plant in Jamaica. You're not doing that. So then when you say people need to be educated, what kind of education mm-hmm. would you, are you talking about per se? So this is where it, it becomes, this is where it really depends on you. I do believe that there is a base level of education that people should have, period. Like, I feel like you should know the basis of the history of the country that you live in mm-hmm. or the country that you reside in. Oh, most Americans have no idea. That's, that's already that's step one. That's infuriating. It's crazy, right? It's infuriating. I, Again, I, can't, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you most history. of the presidents. I can't tell you most of the presidents either. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm going to take that one. You got that one. Yeah, but sure. at the same time, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> you got it. But, like, there are there are definitely certain things that I feel Americans should have just, like, or just people in general should have a baseline understanding on. Your, the, the basic history of your country, how your country came to be, like, how it, how it got to where it is today, the, the basic structure of your country, how your politics run, how your finance structure is run, how your education system is run, things that are, that will, de- like, directly affect you in your everyday life like that's super important Mm -hmm. then i feel like everyone should understand how their body works like that's just base level if you know like for me one of the biggest things that i'm learning right now is about my feminine ph and it's really really interesting because i like cheese and i like sour cream but cheese and sour cream are very alkaline but certain parts of your body are supposed to be very acidic so when you're taking in these things you're like "Mm, well mm." Kind of, mm, what's going on? And it's like, well, you just had three tacos with a bunch of sour cream on them. And then you put the Mexican blend cheese on top with the jalapenos. So it's delicious every Tuesday. So you know what that means? It's Taco Tuesday. New people here for Taco. What is it? Taco Tuesday. But then you wonder why by Wednesday, you're like, bro, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> what is this? Well, it's because you don't know about your body's pH and the things that you're taking in, the chemicals that you're taking in that you didn't pay to pay attention to in chemistry and biology and all that stuff. They're affecting you. And then we go and drink alkaline water, which just makes you more alkaline. Mm. I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, something's not making sense. It's like you're not promoting the things that I actually need in my body right now because yeah. I need more acid. This doesn't make sense. So I had to go educate myself on that. I had to educate myself on how my body works. Same thing with your mind. You got to educate yourself on that. And then when it comes down to it, no matter where you are, 
if you don't have money, you don't have a life. I don't know any place on earth where you can live that if you do not have an understanding of finance, financial structure, and just an overall financial literacy, you will not be successful. Anyone that does not understand how to take money and make their money, make money for them, mm -hmm. will never not be in poverty. So when it comes down to it, I feel like everyone should understand the history of their country that they live in so that they can be a true citizen. These are of their all country. things that we don't really learn. That's the funniest thing. And they're basic. Health is not promoted in America because these mm -hmm. companies don't want it to be. Well, no, they wouldn't make any part. money. Right. So, and then when it comes to financial literacy, they don't want that either. No, because then you wouldn't make dumb money decisions and mm -hmm. you actually go do Forex because we it's not want a scam. Ameri well, I don't say we, but um, the, you know, American, <laughs> I definitely want as many people to be successful as possible. Mm -hmm. There's plenty to, plenty to go around. Mm -hmm. I just, I feel the school system would lose a lot of students mm -hmm. if people understood that college isn't necessarily what people need. If you're going for a specific career, great. But just to go to school for the sake of going to school doesn't necessarily make sense. I think... You know, like you said, you can learn plenty on the street. Mm -hmm. You can learn plenty just by doing what makes you happy, mm -hmm. going after a passion as opposed to just sitting through four or six years of school because mm -hmm. that's the thing that everyone does. Mm -hmm. And you, you burn out that way. You end up, you're, you're never fully involved. Yes. It's like that. I feel like it goes deeper than that, though, because when you really look at it, and I'll speak specifically about my community, I, I, I do wonder if our parents push college on us as kind of like a scapegoat. Because they know once you go to school, I'm not necessarily fully responsible for you anymore. I do think about that and I do wonder that. But even on, even just like as a whole, it's just like the, the idea of going to college would be so much richer if people didn't just go. Like it would make so much more sense and it'd be so much more worth it if the people that went actually went, like you said, because they actually needed to be there. It seems to me like people are going to college just because they need something to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, they don't have shit figured your, out. They, you so put just... yourself in debt because you didn't know what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you put yourself in debt because you didn't know what you wanted to do because that makes sense. And I'm like, well, who told you that? Right. Well, at school, well, it wasn't the school's job to tell you that. It was the it was your parents' job. Well, a lot of parents think that way. A lot of older school Why? parents. Why? It didn't work for them. Right, but that's what they think. But the truth is there is the entrepreneurial way of life is becoming a lot more prevalent now. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of these entrepreneurs, these speakers who mm -hmm. are pushing that, which mm -hmm. I like. You know, there are some people that just like the idea of being an entrepreneur yeah. and do nothing entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's uh, college is becoming less of this have to thing mm -hmm. than it used to be. Yeah, I think people it's are, coming you know. from the idea of people want to create for their own. We are, we are primitive like in people. Right. Like we are animals. Yeah. And I wish people would stop talking about humans as if they are like these godlike features because we're not. We're we are a species of animal. We are mammals. And we act as such, and we have very spring break. Spring break, Miami. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we have very distinct things that we that we abide to, and there's a way of law that we naturally like to fall into. People naturally like to create for themselves. The issue comes in when people that like to create for themselves don't have the quote unquote finances to create the thing, the product that they actually want to create. So it's like you tell these children that they'll go to school and then they'll be able to do whatever it is that they want to do. But most children go to school and they want to create. 
they go to school and they, they're going for, for arts or for fine arts. They're going to school for um, business science. They're going to school for business administration, um, marketing. So they're going to school literally begging you, hey, I want to create. I want to I want to create. I want to create. And so you're telling them, OK, you want to create? Then go to school and let them teach you how to create. No, just just go create. Right. Just go do it. You can do it right now. You don't necessarily need that to, to do that. But until our parents realize that you don't have to have the degree, because that's the biggest problem. I don't really care about what the school tells me, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's not the school's job to create a standard for my life. That's not their job. Their job is to teach me the base level stuff, like the stuff that I said that you should know. I mean, granted, they real real lacking on the finances, but that's neither here nor there. I feel like that kind of depends on the family, how you run your finances or how you feel that your, your child. Yeah, no, the parents, the parents, it's really up. To the parents it's really up to the parents in that part so like mm. no i don't necessarily think the schools should teach taxes i mean i think i mean i, mean, I definitely think they should i don't think they want to i think they definitely should mm. you're paying enough for it i mean depending on where you go but you're paying your, your tax money's going to that yeah. and especially okay. where i grew That's up fair. we went to private school mm-hmm. um i mean I, I guess you can say in certain respects it is somewhat prevalent not in the schools mm-hmm. but i mean yeah tax is important i mean teaching it is teaching in some form of investment savings all that is important. The only reason why I say I have an issue with it is because if you take it and you create a baseline for it and you say that this is the way it has to be, or if you teach students that are, are 14, 15, 16 years old, this is what credit is, this is the way you have to do it, that doesn't necessarily give them the opportunity to to like grow and be independent in it. I mean, I think the same way about sex education. I don't necessarily agree that sex education should be taught in like mass at school, like not in the way that people are wanting it to be taught. Like people want to talk about the definition of gay and stuff like that doesn't. What are you talking about? That's sexuality. That's not sex education. And it's just people are trying to group different things. in. That could be argued, though. So what do you mean by it's sexuality, not sex education? To me, sex education is the actual education behind the physical sex. When they tell you this is what can happen when you put the ding dong with the hole. <laughs> These are the types of diseases that can happen. These are the, you can get pregnant. You can do this. You can do that. That's um, educating you about the actual act of sex. Mm-hmm. Sexuality is something that can be very, very independent and means something completely different to many different people. What it means to be gay to you may not mean the same thing to me. Just like what it means to be this to somebody else may not mean that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's why when we speak about these, the, the he's and she's and hers and the pronouns, the pronoun that I call you might not be the pronoun that somebody else call you might not be the pronoun that you want to get called. I so can't if even, I, I'll be honest, I can't even get all wrapped up in that. I can't. Oh, we could talk I about can't. it. I, just... I don't want, I don't necessarily want. <laughs> want to but it, it kind of goes with that theory like if we say that this is the way that it has to be and that everybody has to do this thing it does not allow the person to be independent in that because there are some people that know how to finesse the hell out of their credit mm-hmm. and they know how to get exactly what they need out of that and if you would have told that person that this is how the credit works and this is how you have to do it they would have never been able to educate themselves in the way to get the get where they had to go because they would have thought this is the only way you have to do it so there are just certain things that i feel again are are too independent to be telling the government especially like this is a public school like why are you asking them to teach you anything (laughs) like besides like base level stuff just tell me talk to me about the stuff that can't be refuted because when it comes down to like stuff like taxes those are they're they're very strategic and if i live in north carolina and you live in miami what 
if we do the same thing in two different areas, they're going to affect our credit differently. So if we go and we say, well, this is the baseline of it. Well, that's not true because it's going to affect based on where you live, where you like all these, like all these different things will play into how that affects your inquiry. Well, they're not going to teach. They, I mean, I, I would like to think they wouldn't be stupid enough to teach that all taxes are the same. You know what I mean? But I would, see, I would, that would be my, then that would be the thing because I mean, if you're, it's like, how would you, how would you specify it? Like when we go to school, we, we learn world history. You don't necessarily go to school and learn Miami history. You know, well, yeah, but that's easier. To, that, that can be taught. Certain things are facts. Certain mm-hmm. things in history are factual. Mm-hmm. The thing that's interesting about history is the winner of any war, I'm sure you've heard this, the, the winner of every war tells the tale. You get what I'm saying? The loser's dead or the loser's conquered. Mm-hmm. So it's really the winner who gets to tell the story the way they want to tell it because that's, they won, right? Okay. Which is interesting because what they claim may not even have been the full story. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what we learn is opinion-based. It, it is. A lot of what like we learn. That. And it's very, it's difficult. <clears throat> the more, I think in general, the more we can be factual mm-hmm. and less emotional, which is unfortunately where our society has been going, mm-hmm. the trajectory it's been going in the past mm-hmm. few years. Everything is about emotion and what makes people feel good. Yeah. If we can look at things in a factual level, it may hurt feelings, mm-hmm. but we'll get to a common ground and actually resolve agree. a lot of our issues. But Absolutely everyone's like, yeah, but I don't like how that sounds and I don't like how it looks and it hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's try to make, give everyone a hug and make everyone feel better. It's not how... I actually life don't is, like hugs. Life is a hard... You, don't like, you said you I don't, don't like... I'm not really... Life, <laughs> life, is, a, life is a tough place. We, we mm-hmm. try to water things down and make it seem like everything's so wonderful and mm-hmm. gentle. Like you said, we're animals at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We're, we're intelligent animals, but... Spring Break Miami. I think we make things a lot more difficult than they actually are. Like if we stopped talking about how difficult things were and just got up and just did it, it wouldn't be difficult. Oh, 100%. Because you just do it. A body in motion stays in motion. So the fact that you're sitting around complaining is not going to make anything better. So So it's just do it. So what what do you think? Here's the the question of the evening. Mm -hmm. As a black woman, Mm -hmm. how do you go about your life differently than maybe other people in the community. And this is, and, and let me kind of go a little deeper into this. You know, there's the whole notion of, you know, the government claiming that, you know, they have to do certain things and, you know, they're kind of trying to butt their nose in and claim that, uh, you know, what I'm getting at is what do you feel you're doing already that's mm-hmm. helping you? Mm-hmm. And that other people may not be doing. Do you get what I'm saying? Depending on myself. Yeah. Depending on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's it. That knowing that I am enough. Mm-hmm. And not thinking that in order for me to do A, B, and C, I need to get X, Y, and Z. No, I don't need, I don't need your X, Y, Z. I got my A, B, C. I'm cool with this. I'm going to work with what I got. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to build myself up and do what I have to do. And a lot of people don't necessarily want to do that. They want somebody else to help them build themselves up. I don't want your help. I don't want your help because when you gave me help before, you you gave it to me and then you slapped me. Mm-hmm. So I don't want. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you slap me more than once. I'm not gonna do that. Good. I'm not gonna do that. No, that's it's no matter what, what, who, where, wherever you're from, whichever culture, religion, color of skin. We all kind of we you know. I don't really like the whole privilege conversation mm-hmm. because at the end it's of the day, irrelevant. we it is. It's completely unimportant. It's bullshit. It's made we, up. I love this. We're and this is a very controversial topic. I it like is, that we're talking I don't about. Understand why. We because people can't accept the fact that life is unfair, 
and people grow up with different obstacles. I don't think life is unfair. I think you start you where you start, and where you start is where you start, and that's your game. Why do people want to start where other people started? Like you that. people trying to play other people's games. That's not your game. Mm-hmm. Get out their way. Get out their lane. Mm-hmm. If we were running track, and my lane was three, and your lane was four, and I was running in four, I'm getting disqualified. Right. That's why you didn't win because you're not in your lane. That's what makes life beautiful. That everyone has. Everyone starts differently. Do you? Right. Mind your Everyone's business. Everyone's got their own challenges. 100. percent Mm-hmm. Do yeah. for you and your community. Do for you and your immediate community. That's what's going to be most important. Until mm-hmm. we know our neighbors upstairs, downstairs, and to the sides of us, we're not going to be able to get anywhere because we don't even know the people that we live around. Mm-hmm. How can we build anything when we, when, when we go home? We, like if an emergency was to happen, could you call your, your neighbor upstairs? All right, maybe you can. <laughs> All right, I could. Okay, that's good. But well, a lot of people couldn't. True. They don't even know the people that live down the street from them. Like when... I speak to a lot of older people about, you know, their experiences when they were growing up. Um, And I find that a lot of them are like native Charlotte born um, people that were raised and they saw the 50s and the the 60s and and all that good stuff. And one thing, one of the biggest things they told me was the biggest thing that affected the black community was when the community shattered. When the family structure was gone and the community was no longer your own people, not necessarily saying that they were just like black people, but like they were your friends, they were your family, they were your community. You knew them. They were the people you worked with, you went to school with, you interacted with, you went to church with. Like those, that was your, that was your, your people. And you didn't just know the person that was on your, your, on your street. You knew the people that was on the next street and the next street, you knew the people that was in a neighborhood adjacent to you. Like the community knew each other. And because of that, the community took care of each other. And it wasn't until we stopped being families. And so, therefore, there was no reason to know the people next to you because mama's not there. No way. So it's not like y'all having no family dinners. It's not like y'all having no potlucks or community outings or nothing like that because no one has time for that anymore. The family structure is destroyed. And then when the community starts to break away, well, of course, crime's going to go up because no one's actually nurturing the community anymore. There's no love in it anymore. So once... Once the family structure broke and the community around us was no longer our community, or and that's for anybody, if you lose hold of your family structure and your community, your your community is no more. It's gone. It doesn't matter who you apply it to. We're just the people that are being talked about in the moment. So it's it's very basic structures. They're very basic concepts that will apply to anybody. Absolutely. If the white community was going through what the black community was going through right now, they would have the exact same outcome. 100%. If the Jewish community was going through what the black community was 100%. going through, they'd have the same outcome. If the Asian community was going through, it'd be the same outcome. Mm-hmm. So it's not any. it's not because we are this. It's because this is where we are. So let's fix where we are. And one way that we can do that is by taking care of our bodies knowing where we came from, knowing the history of our land, because if you know what it means to be an American citizen, you will be able to act as an American citizen. You will understand the laws that are that are set in place for you. You will understand the rights that you already have, and you will actually implement those laws and those, those rights that you have in the proper way by knowing, oh, dang, I actually do have these rights. And you'll be able to play to that. Know how your body works. If you know how your body works, then you will know how to eat accordingly to whatever structure you're in. I'm part, I'm half Jamaican. My dad is full blown Jamaican. He Mm. lives in Jamaica and everything. My mom's from DC. So when my mom and my dad had me, you bought two completely different family structures together. My dad 
family eats like this. And I say it because it, it really does play a part. And now I'm realizing it. The way they eat and the way my mom eats are very different. Mm. So when you put them together and you get me, I need equal parts of that. But when dad's gone and locked up and then gets deported and I only get to eat like mom eats, mm -hmm. well, hold on, wait. My body's not agreeing with that. So you got to know how your body works. And then on top of that, you got to know how your money works. Because if I know, I want, for me personally, I'm a cosmetologist. And my goal is, I'm a cosmetologist and a dancer. I don't know why I don't say I'm a dancer first. I probably should say that first. Could have mentioned that earlier. Yeah, on. It's, yeah, it's all I good. Should, I could have introduced that. that. We'll both, we'll both, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> no worries. And so, um, like when it comes down to it, I know that these are two things that I can do that depending on how you do it can either make you a whole lot of money or it cannot make you a whole lot of money, but it's an investment. So when it comes down to me investing in, in my cosmetology business, when it comes into me investing into my dance business, I have to know how to uh, uh, put the money in so that I can get the outcome that I want. And if I don't know when I invest this money in that I'm going to get something out positive, then what's the purpose of doing it? Like when I got the STEMI, oh... I'm trying to tell you, I'll never get another stimulus again. I'll never get another one because I won't qualify for mm -hmm. one. Because the investments that I've made now, by the time they come up with the next bill, that's I'm, a very I'm good out. thing. A I'm gonna be out. That's I'm a not very gonna, good I'm thing. I'm not gonna be able to take you it. You shouldn't be worried about fourteen hundred dollars. Okay, yeah. but I mean, being it's nice to get honest. it. Don't get me wrong, but it if is. you, but if you don't need it, if you're, if you're not qualified for it, that speaks volumes. That mm -hmm. says that you don't need that money. Mm -hmm. You're good enough. Don't mm -hmm. need the government. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. People don't realize it's like, oh, I can't wait for that $1,400. Why is the government playing any role in your life? They already take your taxes. I mean, they I'm shouldn't just trying take to figure out why any. they printed so much money in the past year. It's insane yeah, how much money they printed in the past year. I don't agree with that. But they're, the less the government plays a role in your life, the better off you'll be. Yep. I do because agree. at the end of the day, they're human beings. Mm hmm and a lot of them have a lot more money than a lot of other people, and they just want more of it. They're not concerned about anyone's life. They don't. It's I'm not even going to say that all of them are bad people. Yeah. Some are, some aren't, whatever. They don't care about making your life better. They just don't. They don't have. They they're concerned about their immediate circle. Mm -hmm. And like I said, for the most the, part, you're, people that are people that are smart. There's a reason why <clears throat> politicians have been able to stay in power for so long because they keep, they take care of themselves. Always, like I mm -hmm. said, they have family structures. Find me a politician that ain't married. Even if they out there cheating, majority of them married. Mm -hmm. Majority of them have a community. And when they go home, they know the, their neighbor to the left, the right, the adjacent, the back, the front. They know all of their people. They have massive Then when they go to work, they know every single person that's in their work building. They hide to the janitors, hide to the, uh, the, to, the, to the secretaries, hide to the vice president. It's like... They are in their community and they take care of their community. So if the United States of America wants America to, to be great again, mm -hmm. then why are we, the everyday people that live in this country, that are, doing, that are just the normal majority of the people not leading the country? Why do we have 1% of the, of the community leave, leading the country? That doesn't make sense to me. Well, quite frankly, I don't care. I don't care if there's government leading certain things mm -hmm. we're still as of now mm -hmm. i still have plenty of opportunity to do whatever i want i don't you care do. so i don't really care who the governor the mayor the this or that it's still capitalist enough it hopefully is. it'll stay that way hmm. I'm, I'm depending on yeah. who your government is right so but i 
I'm a big proponent of the government. The, the less they have to do with my life, mm-hmm. the less of a hold they have on my life, the better. Well, see, this is why I say it's important that we are in these places because we understand that. But how and do you kind of work that out? So I hear what you're saying, but how do you even do that? Because somebody... By speaking up, by getting on foot and actually going out, meeting people, finding somebody that... Well, <laughs> I actually would like to run for Congress. <laughs> I'll be 25 this year, so technically I can. So that would be really, really dope okay, if I could good, run for Congress. Good for you. But like actually being out and, and showing your community, I understand where you are. Mm-hmm. Actually be a part of that community. I don't want, like, I don't want a congressman that don't own no businesses in my community. If I can't walk into your establishment and see the things that you say playing out in person, I don't want you. Right. So that you, you want sense. somebody who's practicing what they preach. Exactly. Yeah, I, I always... Having people in your community, leading your community <laughs> will then change the, uh, the outcomes of your community. If you lead yourself, then like you said, you're not going to bother you. You're not going to get in your way. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. We have to lead us. Mm-hmm. That's what it really comes down to. So when we take our stuff back, because they didn't took our stuff. Everybody got to take, everybody just got to start taking their stuff back. Just everybody go grab their shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody go grab your shit. <laughs> just go grab it. Because if everybody just go take their shit, what are they going to do? If 99% of people just say, we ain't doing this no more. Well, in regards to what? Because you're, this and, is pretty. To, in regards to anything. If 99% of people say, we aren't, uh, we aren't even acknowledging white supremacy no more. Therefore, whatever you do that's quote-unquote white supremacy, it won't matter. Here's what I think. I wouldn't say white supremacy doesn't exist. Uh, we all know it does. We sh- Not to say we shouldn't focus on racism and tackle it as much as possible. But we should focus more. Tackle. We should focus. Here's a, I was about to say, racism is going to exist whether we like it or not. People mm-hmm. are going to hate on other people. It, mm-hmm. It's a fucked up part of human nature where people mm-hmm. just judge people who aren't like them. Mm-hmm. We can... We can we can improve it, but mm-hmm. it's always going to exist to some degree. What I mm-hmm. think is whatever group you kind of fall into, I, I don't like to categorize people, but you know, mm-hmm. humans like to feel part of something. Mm-hmm. So if you're Jamaican, you like to feel Jamaican. It's mm-hmm. a pride you have. The food, the flag, the culture, the look, the dress, everything, you want that. So when mm-hmm. we try to take that away and kind of make everyone the same, it doesn't work because we're not wired that way. So what I was saying was if you become enough of an asset, mm-hmm. No matter how much people hate you, mm-hmm. they're going to need you. Mm-hmm. So I focus less on, oh, everyone hates me. I'm so hated. I'm such a victim, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be the most powerful, not powerful in this tyrannical way where I'm more mm-hmm. powerful and I'm going to mm-hmm. own everything. It's more, I am a strong person and mm-hmm. I can get done whatever, I can accomplish whatever I say I'm going to accomplish. Correct. And even if Joe, Jack, Bill, and Samantha hate me, mm-hmm. They know that I'm qualified. Say I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm an uh, I'm an attorney, or I'm a doctor, whatever it is, and someone hates me because mm-hmm. of the color of my skin or because of my religion. If they know I'm the best doctor in the game, they might talk shit behind my back, but they're going to mm-hmm. come to me for treatment. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I win at the end of the day. Yeah. You might hate me, but pay me. You know yeah. what I mean? So if that's that's something that I I've thought about. So many. I, I think you your point is exactly why I think racism is <laughs> stupid, because that's nothing more than. That's nothing more than a preference. You're just saying you don't like somebody because of the color of their skin, okay? There are some people that don't like people because they're short. Yeah, there are some people that don't like people because they have blonde hair. There are some people that don't like people because they have big feet. So mm-hmm. you're, you're not doing anything but expressing to me a characteristic about somebody that you don't like. And for some reason, everyone just gets super infatuated on this one characteristic. And then they put a name on it. But it's an ism. And most isms are stupid. 
So <laughs> it's, it's like if it's an ism, that means it's not necessarily a real thing. It's, it's a thought process. It's an ideology. And ideologies aren't real. They're thought processes. And the way you think in your head doesn't, a- <laughs> doesn't affect me. So, so I don't so care. So therefore, it so can't good. be real if what you're saying doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. If like when you open your mouth, when you talk to me, you don't spit fire at me just because I'm black. Then I don't care if you don't like me because it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Why should, like, it, why should you care? You shouldn't care. So shit. therefore, it can't be real if you don't care. Right. It can't be something can't be real to you if it doesn't. If it doesn't affect you. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I think I think it's important at the same time to stand up to it when it happens. But when does I, it happen? Doesn't happen to me. Does it, it happen to you? No, doesn't happen to me. Doesn't happen you, to most you people I know. So to play devil's advocate, though, because anyone listening to this that would disagree would be like, well, mm-hmm. I've encountered it 10 times in my, my life. Nine times out of 10, it was a quote-unquote microaggression. And I feel like most of the time, we be partially accountable for, for the energy we be getting back because we, we be giving off some nasty energy sometimes. We be real passive-aggressive, purposely passive-aggressive. Mm-hmm, girl, because see, I you went in there and I was like, mm, I mean, yeah. I had an interesting thing, by the way. So I, when I went on my flight to New York, I sat next to this black girl, really cool girl. We actually, we were talking. She's from the Bronx. She still lives there. I told her I, I, I used to live like not far, not far mm-hmm. from there. And she, some other uh, flight attendant mm-hmm. who's also black, just to give the story, told was telling her to like put her mask on because she had like her mask down mm-hmm. and she got like really mad at her yeah mad at the flight attendant and i was just like trying to look at both perspectives because they didn't know? say that was the rule like 17 times now, yeah, granted, and then, so, i'm the person so, that walks through the mall with no mask on so so here's the thing so i understand the woman sitting next to me where she doesn't really want to listen because it's a flight attendant who do you think you are yada yada but the flight attendant from her perspective she doesn't really care. She just has to do her job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe she does. Maybe she's very COVID conscious. But mm-hmm. it's not a matter of trying to be a boss and, and tell so her So this to is do. where I say passive aggressive. Because from the moment you walked into the airport, before you walked into the airport, they said you must wear your mask properly the entire time that yeah, you're here. Now, so she, she should have just listened to her and that was the end of it. So It's like, when are you going to stop being a dick? <laughs> so just stop being a dick. But like, I, you don't have to be defensive all the time Mm -hmm. and for and because we have this this mentality that we're always under attack every time we address a situation we're always on the defense even when the situation may not require us to be on a defense but if you're somebody who always thinks oh this person trying to get me this person trying to get me this person out to get me this person gonna get me where this is gonna happen because of you're always gonna be on edge Mm -hmm. so any small thing that happens is gonna trigger you like i said you have to know your triggers you have but, to know the ways that you're you're tricked emotionally in order to control it. Real quick, so I, after the the flight attendant walked away, mm-hmm. I spoke to her about it, and I was pretty mm-hmm. blunt. I wasn't you know wasn't rude or anything, but I spoke mm-hmm. to her. I said, you know, I don't. I hear what you're, where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to listen to this woman telling you, mm-hmm. you know, to put on a mask. Mm-hmm. But realistically, she's just doing her job, right? You know, mm-hmm. I just put, and we. She ended up agreeing with me. She's like, you know, I hear where you're coming from. She's like, I don't really want to listen to what she has to say, mm-hmm. but I get it. I'm like, you know. It's just a quick flight. Yep. I don't want to wear my mask. I'm tired of this mask thing. Yep. And we we were cool, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, she never had an issue with me to begin with, but yeah. we, you know, she from her end, she just was looking at it differently. And once I kind of gave her that perspective, she realized she's like, you know, that well, flight attendant doesn't want. I find that me. that's most of the issue. <laughs> we tend to hang around people that are most like us. 
So unless you're exposed to that different perspective, you will never be able to cu- to understand that perspective. If she never came, if she never introduced to you, then she probably would have had an attitude for the rest of that flight or cursed that flight attendant out and then got kicked off the flight. Probably, yeah, maybe. That, that would have happened. Until you have, until you are introduced to reason, you have no reason to reason. Like we were, when we were talking. We, we should quote that. Yeah, we, we really should put that on the t-shirt. Say, how does it go again? I don't know. Until, <laughs> no, no, you got to remember that. That's your, that's your new oh, quote. Have you heard that somewhere? No. <laughs> it just kind of came until out. Until you. Until oh, you. Well, it's on, it's on recording. So okay, gonna, yeah, we'll just play it back. But yeah, until that, that happens. Good. Until that happens. That, that just happens. flowed off the tongue. That was, a, that was nice. It was. I mean, it's just. Until you know, Liana Mason. That's your new quote. Boom. That's it. Okay. Until you know, until you know, you until you know, you know. That's kind of that's kind of what it is. That's until you've been exposed to something that's different. Like until last year, most of my thoughts that have that I have today, I will absolutely say they have configured over the last year. Mm-hmm. Quarantine was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me because it gave me that chance to kind of like sit down and really evaluate what was going on. And that's when I realized, hold on, wait, wait, maybe we are getting played emotionally. Maybe we really do need to take better care of our, our own selves. Maybe there are some things that we can do that will give us a faster outcome than if we ask somebody else. Because we've been asking for reparations for 400 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bro, they ain't gave it to you in 400 years. I don't know if, <laughs> if it's really a fight we should keep fighting for. We should probably go ahead and fight to bring our families back together since we know that's something we could do. So it's just... We're at. We're back to self accountability. I, I can talk about it all. We're day. back to it. It's it's full circle. It's really full circle. That's always going to be the answer. You do you. Yeah, do you for 100%. you. Dang, I really want to know what I said now. Huh? I really want to know what I said now. You want to know what you said? I oh, do. the quote. You'll, <laughs> I do. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll show it to you later. No, but this is this is a great conversation. It's at the end of the day. That's that's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. There's no need to complicate it. It's that simple. And I, people try to complicate it. When you put emotions into things, it makes it complicated. Because I, one of the biggest things that I'm finding issue with is when <coughs> communicating with certain people is that people say things that they mean emotionally, but they don't actually mean the word in the context that they're using it in. So, like, I don't even know how to give an example of it. It's just It just happens so much. <laughs> like, people will say things like, I'll, like defund the police. You don't actually want to take money away from the police. Oh, that's a great conversation. You like you like want to just like reappropriate it and put it in different places so that they can get better training and like maybe some mental test. But if you take the money away, then there's not going to be them. They're not going to be there, and then crime's going to go up because no one's going to be there. Stopping. People, it's really the dumbest. It's fu- just it's like the dumbest but, but thing. Emotionally, I've ever heard in my life. it sounds good, but then even when you talk to people on that topic, <laughs> they'll be like, "We don't." actually mean that then you probably actually shouldn't say that because like people think you this actually is mean spot that on. This is so <laughs> it's like you have to say exactly what you mean you have to mean what you say so other people can understand you but then this ties back into education if you don't know enough words that can articulate your feelings then you may say some things that you don't mean because you don't know how to say what you actually yeah, knowledge mean. is power it really is knowledge is power if you can't articulate what you're trying to get across it's very people will mis- misconstrue and it's frustrating and it will piss somebody off i know that was one of my biggest things like when i had something to say but i couldn't put my words together in a way that really said what i wanted to say and it will piss you off to the point that you're angry mm-hmm. and let let's not be in a conversation with your baby mama or your baby daddy and you pissed off trying to explain how you feel and he yelling and you yelling and voices are up and now you're coming from a sense of anger and now you just said something you regret you know what i saw right when i got into brooklyn 
I saw this husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it was. They were yelling at each other. They were in going public. off r- r- in, in public. public. And they had the a baby. Ultimate they disrespect. had a baby. They had a baby with them. Probably traumatizing the baby day Absolutely. after day. And they weren't just arguing. I mean, they were talking nasty yeah. to each other. And the they end up going they don't even go home together. There was another woman there. I think she was mm-hmm. friends with the, the 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 wife or girlfriend or whatever. And then the guy says something from the car. I think it was an Uber. He took he takes it took a separate Uber, and the woman just like waltzes over like into the, in the passenger seat and starts hitting him. And I'm like, this is just they, they're both insanely toxic. I'm not gonna say whether he's wrong or she's wrong. I don't know the they're full both story. Wrong. They both but they're, let it happen. But they have a responsibility to sort out their problems privately, not do that in public. And that child, saw that. <laughs> and that child's getting the getting, you know, that child's getting traumatized i wish people would understand that the things that they do around their children create their children's characteristics and personalities yeah are direct reflections right they're sponges they're sponges they They absorb everything they absorb everything exactly what you do right people don't they people take it lightly they don't really get it Mm -hmm. they don't get this is little human is going to be so like i said you need to understand how the human body works Mm -hmm. because if you understood how a child's mind is developing during those times you would take into account the things that i say and the actions and the way that i speak the tones that i use the child is going to associate those things and and reflect those things but if you don't understand that a child's mind is developing at a certain age you're probably going to say oh he's being bad or or they're just they're this and they're that no they're not they're just developing and they're taking in the actions that you're doing but the actions that you're doing are bad and then you wonder why your child is implementing the things that you think are bad it's like it's like getting upset at your kid for cursing but you curse in front of your kid all the time you cursed at your child while you disciplined them on cursing it makes no sense (laughs) it's insane don't curse, you fucking kid. It's like no, don't fucking curse. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, don't fucking curse. What you just cursed at me while telling me not to curse? Make it make sense. Or popping me for telling me while telling me not to hit somebody. It's crazy, yeah. Now don't get me wrong. My daughter gets a pop every now and again, but she's very deserving of it. Like she took her toothpaste tube and put it everywhere. That deserves a pop. That deserves a pop totally. But like. You you drank the apple juice, you peed on yourself on accident. I'm, I'm not about to pop you because you peed on yourself. That doesn't make sense. I'm not gonna pop you for doing kid stuff. I'm not gonna pop you because you took all the toys out and put them on the floor. What? Mm-hmm. You 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 popped your child because they played. Because they played. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you? Everyone do has. You. Yeah. Well, that that's another discussion that can be. Because yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm going to hit my kid, but you could definitely say sometimes it's deserved. But I mean, I think it depends. It, de- it definitely depends on the family, and I will say yeah. every child is different. Some child, some children just process information differently. They need different forms of discipline, so I won't take away from that. But at the same time, it's not necessary for everybody. Mm-hmm. I find that a lot of parents may be releasing their own anger. You don't Papa think that ever happens it. to you? No. I, I only because I'm very conscious of it. I'm the oldest of five. My mom did in-home child care. So there are certain things when it comes to discipline that I feel are necessary. And communication is the biggest one. Like when I talk to my child, you, I, I talk to my child, like, like I'm having a conversation with you. And so on the flip side of that, she communicates with me the same way. So I don't necessarily need to do that. 
if that makes sense. Or like, I don't have to discipline her in that way unless she's doing something that she just absolutely knows is wrong. Like, you know, you shouldn't go fill your teacup up with the toilet water and then drink it. You know, you're not supposed to do that. You know, you're not supposed to do that. So that is pop worthy. You know, you're not supposed to take your toothpaste tube and put it in your kitchenette and rub it all over your face and get any eyelashes. You know, you're not supposed to do that. That's pop worthy. Yeah, but you don't think you could communicate, you communicate that in a strong enough way? Absolutely. Not popping doesn't come first. That's never, that should never be a first ever. Definitely. If you've done something already and I've talked to you about it mm-hmm. and then you do something again and I talk to you about it again, by the third time you do it, we have an issue. What about like a reward versus, you know, what if they know that's wrong and you give them a severe enough punishment that's not necessarily physical, but it really, really sucks for them. I don't take something away. That's not, I don't think that's realistic for a child under the age of four because there's nothing that you can necessarily do their brains literally can't process what's happening long enough by the time you discipline them say you take away their tablet well they're just gonna go play with something else or roll on the floor Mm -hmm. so they are not gonna the only reason why i agree with it and it's really up to a certain extent is because it creates a trigger and it will immediately tell you, hold on, wait, what's what's happening is, hold on, I, I need to not do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying go take a belt and wail at your kid, but right here on the hand, because that's going to trigger you. <gasps> wait, my oh. mama popped me. What did I do to get popped? Why did she pop me? What happened? Like my daughter literally, mommy, why? Well, because you A, B, C, D, X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to tell you before I pop you, and then I'm going to pop you, and I'm going to reiterate it after. Because you're mm-hmm. going to understand that this punishment was directly correlated to this thing mm-hmm. that you knew mm-hmm. you shouldn't have done. So it, it, you will get that, but the trigger doesn't come until sometimes you, sometimes you got to touch the stove to realize you ain't supposed to touch the stove. You got to kind of, it's like, you kind of have to do that little physical bit. You got to fall and actually scrape your knees up. I can't just tell you if you fall, you're going to scrape your knees. Like when my daughter decides to jump on the counter, oh, well, if you bust your head, that's your business. <laughs> By the way, you are, you and, and one of my uh, coaches, former coaches in mm-hmm. real estate. Her name is mm-hmm. Sheika. Mm-hmm. She, you guys would get along phenomenally. <laughs> you know, she's a character. I'm, hopefully, I'm going to have her on as well. So okay. see. I'll watch that. But I'm going to watch that episode. She is hilarious. And she's also just it's straight it is what shooter. It is. Yeah, but you, I feel like you guys would get along very yeah. nicely. Yeah. It, just, it is what it is. Again, I have to, I have to let you realize you got to be self-accountable. Because now, I have to go buy your new tube of toothpaste. But that one, I just bought. You just make her make her pay for it with eliminated money oh no absolutely she's getting chores <laughs> soon she's going to start getting chores and she's going to start getting her own allowance because you're not about to use my money to go run up family dollar it's not happening go use your own i like that no she, she's getting hired good she's getting hired nice. she, i'm gonna give her a w2 <laughs> you're gonna give her a w2 <laughs> put her on the payroll <laughs> absolutely any any other topics that you that you wanted to touch up on yeah i feel like we've talked about yeah, yeah, we like, had a great conversation. Just like in the midst of conversation, we talked about a bunch of different stuff. Without a doubt, without a doubt. No, your your attitude is it's very very refreshing. It's Aww. something, yeah, it's something a lot of people need out. to hear. Stop. It's good. Oh, you're gonna make my I don't have a mascara, but you're oh. gonna make my lashes run. <laughs> it's 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 very very it's a it's a great outlook to have. Yeah, it's the kind of outlook I feel will make you very successful hopefully I'm, I'm sure you're already doing well but oh just wait till november that's it what's in november <sighs> oh my goodness i'm saying it like publicly so you don't have to if you don't want to no i'm totally gonna say it because i need to put it into the air once i put it up maybe there's like a micro lender or something or an angel investor that's gonna watch this and okay. want to invest in my business you never know so i love to dance that's my passion 
But what kind of dance do you do? I do a little bit of everything. So mm-hmm. my passion is it's education. Period. I love to educate. I love to to speak. I love to inspire. That's that's just my thing. It comes natural. So um, when it comes down to it, I've always had a dream of owning my own dance studio, and I want to focus mostly on dance culture, but authentic world dance culture. So like there are people that'll say, oh, this is a a, a Bollywood inspired dance, or this is an African inspired dance, uh, whatever, but don't actually understand the basis of the culture. They don't even understand why people move in the way that they move and what it means to them when they see it. Because mm-hmm. to some people, dance is a form of communication and when you go and you interpret these different things they can mean different things to certain communities and I want to be able to educate people in that way and give them those those bases so that they can go then create for themselves but from an authentic place because you have the true understanding but then on the other side of that when it comes to my cosmetology I love doing hair but I don't actually like doing hair so like it's really fun to do and stuff Mm -hmm. but like when it comes down to it like my fingers hurt my feet hurt like my back hurts you got to stand up for a long time bleach stinks it's like really strong and then you're like (laughs) so i like teaching it like i like telling other people how to do it so i would love to get this it's like a warehouse space you ever seen like these industrial warehouses i'm Mm -hmm. sure they have them everywhere but it's like a dual-sided one so on one side i'll have my hair salon where i'll have like four three or four different salon chairs that i'll do for now and Mm -hmm. um, offer educational classes and things of that nature have my own little setup where i can go work out of there and then on the other side i have my dance studio and great. so it's like two in one and like the spaces I came from a salon suite where I was paying like a thousand dollars a month for a room and the room's like 200 square feet if that and I'm like walking over myself I'm running out of space I don't have anywhere to put my products at one point I had a family of two there and which it's really a family of like six that I usually do and but two of them were there getting their hair braided their mother was there as well and then I had another client come in plus me in the room mm-hmm. all of that in 200 square feet Plus a shampoo bowl, bowl, plus a sink, plus a station. Wait, it doesn't work. Yeah, no. Room. So I was like, I'm, I'm thinking. Well, for one, how how hard I'm having to work, and the services that I'm offering aren't adequate for the things that I say I want to do. I'm not doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what makes me money. But then when I make the money, it's gone because I didn't even make enough money to really do what I need to do. But if I was doing what I wanted to do. I would have made the money that I needed plus the money to go, you know, do whatever it is that I wanted to do. So essentially I want to have my two in one. I don't, I'm not necessarily saying that I want to be like a globally known something, but my passion is to educate. My passion is to, to help people get themselves where they want to go. So anything that I can do to create that space, I'm going to do it. So by November, that's it. We're opening up. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're doing it. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Awesome. I'm excited. You can do it in North Carolina, I presume. Uh-huh. Phenomenal. Absolutely. Awesome. South Charlotte. Sounds phenomenal. Best uh-huh. of luck. Great. Thank you. Hopefully, I'll, I'll, I'll see it when it's done. It oh, absolutely. Best. Come take a class with me. Sounds good. <laughs> Cosmetology. I'll get my, my hair. Oh, yes. Yes. We'll have but, a barber. We'll have a barber. <laughs> I'm pretty simple with the haircuts. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Liana, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank it's been you an absolute me. pleasure. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah, I did. I flew all the way to Miami for this. For, you didn't fly for this. I did fly for this. For the podcast? I'm going home tomorrow. Oh, man. I literally came just for this podcast. I put on an outfit for you. Wow. I know. I don't even do that wow, for a man really, that often. 
<laughs> I feel really special. Okay. Yeah, we're going home tomorrow. We wow. came just for the podcast. Wow. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of a difference. Mm-hmm. So this podcast is going places. That's it. It is. Okay. <laughs> As always, guys, tune in every Monday for another episode of Soothing Semantics. Until next time.